Bang! What's up, y'all? I'm Nick, a senior writer over here at Sports Pack 12, and this is going to be our mailbag question segment. So I'll be answering the questions you sent in here in a podcast format, and if you'd like a written response, send them over to fellow senior writer and Dane Miller. And so in all seriousness, I have a lot of fun answering these questions. They take my research and my thinking all over the conference. And one point I want to reiterate is I'm just like you. I'm a Pac-12 fan, so in all seriousness, we're one and the same. We may cheer for different schools, but hey, we're all Pac-12 fans in the end. We're very similar. So from down south to the Arizona schools, to up north to the Washington schools, to east out in Utah and Colorado, we got Oregon and Cali in between. And in our entirety, we make up the Pac-12 conference. And even though we compete against each other during the year, let's come together for this podcast and have a heck of a lot of fun. So without further ado, let's get to today's question. And thanks for tuning in as always. Just let it go. Let it be. Why don't Panay be you? And I'll be me. And I'll be do 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 Okay, I don't know who sings this song. Good song. I like it. Beautiful, great day. Wednesday's mailbag questions in. Let's get to it. And thanks for tuning in as always. So today's question is from Murph in Eugene, Oregon. And he asks, How ridiculous is this Twitter comparison between Panay Sewell and Walker Little? Last I checked, only one of them won the Outland Trophy. Again, the question from Murph, Eugene, Oregon, and he asks, How ridiculous is this Twitter comparison between Panay Sewell and Walker Little? Last I checked, only one of them won the Outland Trophy. So, I don't think it's a completely ridiculous comparison. Walker Little is probably not as far removed talent-wise as Panay Sewell as you may think. There's obviously probably a little bit of a difference. (laughs) Let's just be honest here. We're talking about a a once-in-a-decade type talent. Versus a very, very good player in his own right. But again, we're comparing him to a once-in-a-decade type talent. I mean, I think that pretty much speaks for itself. Just throwing it out there. The cool thing about analyzing guys like this is we can jump straight to their draft stock. Can't obviously do that with all Pac-12 players. I don't get a lot of chance to talk about pros and pro-rated players during most mailbag questions. So, really grateful for the opportunity today. And in terms of the ridiculous meter here, are we comparing this to other Twitter arguments? Because I've seen some real interesting takes on Twitter. So if we're talking about the Twitter sphere or the bird app, whatever you want to call it, I've seen way crazier things. This argument even on the Twitter sphere radar in terms of craziness. However, in terms of an everyday difference of opinion, this may be a bit of a stretch for sure. I don't know if this is opinion or just a factual type thing. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to split the difference between pure ridiculous and logic. And yeah, we'll go straight down the middle. So Starting with kind of the NFL draft stock side, I think that's a fun place to start. Pretty obvious that Panay is highly projected or is higher projected than Little on basically every single big board. You're not going to find a big board where Litter is higher. Well, Litter is higher. Well, we're struggling with words right now where Little is higher. So, yeah, I mean, Panay is listed number one on a couple draft boards. Always consistently top three. For the purposes of this answer here, I'm using Bleacher Report's mock draft. And they haven't sought as the number two pick behind Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. So, I mean, these sort of projections speak for themselves. And it's really just half the freaking story. Maybe a small dot in the story. <laughs> this guy's pretty good. However, however, and it is very important to note, 
Little's not too far behind on the same draft or in the same mock draft, sitting in number 15. And while it'd be very easy to dismiss this as very sizable, you know, just a complete, you know, number one through 15, that's not the same talent level. We're talking about the number one pick versus a mid first round guy. Remember that Walker Little set out the whole year last season. He played in the Northwestern game, to be fair. He played in the first game of the year, but essentially set out the entire year. So if he would have played, he probably would have been slotted at least top 10. And this would have been a very different comparison. Again, I'm thinking Panay is probably better. I mean, let's just not waste everyone's time here. I'm not going to argue against a once-in-a-generation type talent. But it would be a lot closer. And again, I think Walker Little, if healthy last year, definitely enters a 2020 mock draft as a top 10 projection. So... I think the talent gap between the two players is probably noticeable, but it's not like Sewell's tenfold better than Little. Not tenfold, but fivefold. <laughs> if that's the term, he's definitely fivefold better. So in terms of Sewell, he's just next level, man. If you guys don't know who he is, I'm not really sure why. Essentially, breaking down the offensive line position can be boring, but not when you watch this guy's highlight tape. He's athletic, he's powerful, fast, has a high IQ. And literally appears to be like a perfect candidate for offense tackle. And that's just not like saying that. He seriously appears to be the perfect candidate. No glaring weaknesses in his game. Can block the next level. His athleticism get out there on screens. I'll probably repeat this in a second. But seriously, can do it all. Force physicality at the line of scrimmage. Seriously, I mean, just a complete package. And as I said, 4, 5, 8, 7, 12, 14, 82 times. Once in a decade type talent. Plain and simple. Last year, as mentioned in the question, he was the winner of the Outland Trophy, which was given him the best offensive lineman in the country. He was a unanimous first-team All-American, AP Pac-12 Co-Offensive Player of the Year, Pro Football Focus Pac-12 Player of the Year. And so, we're talking about Pac-12 Co-Offensive Player of the Year at lineman. Let, let's just not act like that's an everyday thing. That just shows the absolute freaking dominance he's displaying on the field. And entering the 2021 season, He's going to be an outside shot for a Heisman candidate. Again, from the line, Heisman, really think about what kind of rarefied air we're talking about here. Hey, but you, you thought we were done? You thought we were done? <laughs> not, not yet. By Pro Football Focus, uh, college, the college edition of their site. So Pro Football Focus College. He was the highest graded power five offensive tackle by down on first, second, and third down. So <laughs> the best offense alignment at all times, essentially. And, oh, wait, 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 you still thought we were done? You still thought we were done. For a guy who essentially is 330 pounds, as I mentioned, he's extremely quick, which allows him to get out on screens. And, dude, you do not want this guy right towards you on screens. a freaking wrecking ball. I mean, it's just absolutely monstrous in the open field. In terms of kind of just another basic statistic, he only allowed seven quarterback pressures the entire season last year and never more than one in the same game. That's huge, especially at the next level. I know this is a college football show, but at the next level, to have a solid left tackle, that's just huge. And this, to me, seven pressures the entire season, that's really cool. But to show that never more once, whoa, never more once, not more than one in the same game shows that anytime he's getting beat, he's making adjustments. It also just speaks to his football IQ. So really just the complete, complete total package. Bottom line is not only the best offensive line tackle in this class, he may be considered the best prospect out of this position in the next decade. Yeah. You feel me? Second decades here. It's just, it's thoroughly amazing. So, well, it's just truly, truly phenomenal. And hopping over to Walker Little here. He's six foot seven, 320 pounds, and is extremely athletic for his size as well. So, don't like sell this guy short. He is an amazing player in his own right. 
But yeah, we'll, we'll get into the butts here. He essentially has all the tools that Sewell has, but lacks that extra beast factor. If you want me to break it down in terms of like a kind of football trajectory analysis standpoint, when he gets to the second level, he kind of loses his footing. Little does that is, where Sewell is going to stay on his feet better. So if you're looking for one clear difference between the two players, that's what I'd go with besides for the overall beast factor. But, you know, if we're looking for a technical aspect here. However, in 2018, going back to Little, only allowed one quarterback pressure in his last seven outings, which is pretty comparable to Sewell from a statistical standpoint. And in his only game last year, he didn't allow one pressure against Northwestern, 44 pass blocking snaps. And so, well, I don't have the cones to say that Little's better than Sewell because, I mean, it's not impossible. It is not impossible. This argument is not completely far-fetched. Probably a little unreasonable, yes. Probably someone threw it out there to stir up something, yes. But it's not impossible. It's not that extreme, that far-fetched. Some people did think he was the best offensive tackle in the country entering last season in terms of Little. So he has a very valuable kind of framework standpoint in his own mind in terms of he's a superstar he is a superstar again we're just comparing such a different level of player in Sewell so I'm not trying to discredit Little here but I have to give Little his love and say that he is a great player while also saying that well he's not on the same level and not not close man it's not impossible but it's not really close and if you just want to talk about it he was all Pac-12 in 2018, so talent is undeniable and little, but the simplest analogy I can give, I'm kind of rambling on here, I mean, I'm trying to make this sound closer than it probably is, guys, so Will's the better lineman, there's no freaking way around it, like, I'm sorry if y'all want me to lie to you, make it more interesting, I can't do that, I cannot lie to you and act like it's gonna be some neck and neck race, and there's one major attribute, there is a gap between the two players, but again, Maybe not as big as some people may think. The best analogy I can give, if y'all have ever played NCAA Football 14 and actually challenged yourself, yes, actually played on the hard difficulties, Panesa Wool's like playing the game on Heisman. You essentially have to be perfect. So a defensive tackle has to be perfect to get any sort of pressure on the quarterback when challenging him. When you're talking about Walker Little, it's like playing the game on All-American. You still need to focus you still need to give it your all. You still need to study film, but you can beat him given the right circumstances and you can afford to make a few mistakes and still cause some pressure on the quarterback. If that didn't make sense, we'll start playing NCAA football 14. You need to figure that out. And bottom line is Swell doesn't make mistakes. Once in a decade type talent and could be the Heisman Trophy winner in 2021, 2020, 2021, whatever. Walker Little, all Pac-12 in 2018. Great player in his own right, but let's not lie here. Let's just, let's just not lie here, man. I'm trying to like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on now. Murph, I can sense you may be a little angry asking this question. You got nothing to fear here. I tried to drag this on as long as I possibly could, but Panesu Wool, definitely best lineman in conference. Probably the best lineman in the country, in the country, in the country, according to the Outland Trophy last year. Definitely best lineman in the country. Essentially a top three pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And a once-in-a-generational type talent. You're not going to find many players like this in the rest of my lifetime. So, with that being said, Murph, you got nothing to worry about. Sewell's a beast. He's better than Walker Little. Not completely ridiculous, but a little far-stretched to say the least.